Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. That's fucking right. With me, with me, sorry for the little mic mess up. Ah, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK, yes, thank you for joining me. And welcome back again. Hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Yes, much as I did. Well, kind of. Thanksgiving week uh, started out a little rough. Yeah, dealt with uh, some tummy issues at the end of the previous week and then going to just because I I have the IBD. I deal with some tummy issues on occasion. It got bad. Started to get a little better. And then, wouldn't you know, Wednesday morning, I go down for work and uh, I open the passenger door to my car to put my cooler in. They did all my work stuff. Put it in there. And I realize the contents of my glove compartment are strewn about the car. And I look up and notice the window is gone. The driver's side window. I go around. It's on the ground with a hole punched through it. I found out later that night when I tried to start the car to move it that the car would not turn in the ignition as if somebody jammed something in it. <sighs> so after dealing with all the business, for those of you who have been around, you know I've dealt with some car issues re- recently and it's a miracle that I got my car back and it was on its last life. And then somebody fucking broke into it and tried to steal it. It's insane. Sometimes the way things go for me, sometimes it feels as though I'm being punished. And I'm sure not the only one. And yes, plenty of people have it worse. And I keep that in mind. But fuck. Sometimes it it does just feel like, what what the hell is going on here? But you got to push through. You got to keep on swimming, as Dory would say. Keep on swimming. God damn it. I fuck that just keeps swimming. Just keeps. It's funny. I recorded this part previously. That's a whole nother story. The re-recording this. <laughs> and I fucked it up again. I didn't even fix that. Just keep swimming. It is just keep swimming. Was I just what was I saying before that? Keep on swimming? What the fuck? Just keep swimming. As Dory would say, you know what I'm talking about. But actual Thanksgiving day, not so bad. Turkey, weed, football. Football wasn't the greatest, but just chilling with the fam. Always enjoy your day off, you know, and it's Thanksgiving, so you really can't go out and do nothing, run no errands, anything like that. Just an excuse to fucking chill. And that's what I'm talking about. I'll take that every time. Every damn time. And as I mentioned, we got the tree up. Usually we get it up on Thanksgiving or the day after. And usually that's how we do it. But this week, this year, I should say, we went ahead and uh, got it up a few days early. So it was up our little tree on Thanksgiving. And then we started to add some decorations around the house. So we've been getting more in the Christmas spirit. It's always fun, you know, seeing the kids get into it. The youngest, he's four. This is going to be his most fun Christmas yet, I imagine. The one he's most into it. 
but it's, uh, you, you know, I mentioned there's not many good Thanksgiving movies, and it's hard to find some Christmas movies that uh, both my kids like. But really, that's just, I'm just blaming the four-year-old, because the, Renly, he just wants to sit around and watch Nightmare Before Christmas, which is, you know, a Halloween and, and the Christmas movie. Technically, it's both. So you could certainly roll with Nightmare Before Christmas during the, but we just watched it all throughout October. Now, I love that movie too. But this kid is not thinking about his brother. His brother's like, let me check out some Grinch, some Polar Express. <sighs> the little one, the youngest. <sighs> He's a handful, to say the least. You know, an underrated Christmas movie? The Ref. Now, that's not a, a kid's Christmas movie. That's more made for adults, obviously. Dennis Leary. If you've not seen it, it's really good. The only problem is it's got dickhead Spacey in it. Uh, so that would... And he, he, he even made worse that he, he plays his character well. Spacey. Pretty good. Shithead. Just to show, okay. So, underrated, The Ref. It's fan-fucking-tastic. Dennis Leary is just, but see, that, that's because I enjoy Dennis Leary. He just has that volatile spitfire, and he just brings it, and in, in, in there's speed to it. Dennis Leary is great. We'll always enjoy some Dennis Leary. But, you know, particularly during some hard times, you know, like I said, things have been stressful. You got to have humor in the laughs to get you through. The ref is certainly funny. The wife and I sit around and watch, you know, ridiculousness, as I've talked about. And, you know, you can always find some, some funny stuff online to make you chuckle. Recently, I found a video with uh, Marshawn Lynch also known as Beast Mode. And he is in a class. I believe it's like a middle school class. And it's like science. They discuss climate change. They do some experiments. Marshawn Lynch is like, oh, I want to, if we're blowing something up, I want to do the experiment. This dude is just great. There's parts these kids are talking about and they sound so smart. And he's like, you knew all that? Marshawn Lynch. Former football player, just great. Man of many great quotes, such as, I'm, I'm just here so I won't get fined. <laughs> uh, take care of your mentals. That's one of my favorites. Um, all around national treasure, if you ask me. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch in class. Make sure to check that shit out. Then I saw this thing about a robot server at a Denny's. Now, it's not really what you might think of as like an actual robot, right? It's kind of like a cylindrical thing. It's got like shelves. It's got even had like a name tag. But it brought their food out. It served them. It was crazy. Just crazy. But definitely not what you think of when you think robot. 
Now, some of those ones you see some of those videos with like, I almost want to say they look like dogs. But it's like four limbs, they're walking on four limbs, these crazy robots. I saw one like a football game. One of these things was dancing with the cheerleaders. Like, I mean, this is this is how the robot revolution begins. It begins with robot servers at Denny's taking our job. They took our job. They took our jobs. South Park. There's a new that new South Park that post COVID. I gotta check that shit out. I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Love South Park. Gotta check that shit out. But that's how it begins. It's how it begins. I, and I've talked about this on a previous pod. Robot revolution, AI. And what happens if we integrate it so much? I mean, there's going to be old people in the future, like old people now, who are just stubborn. They don't want gay marriage, none of that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Prejudiced in so many ways. Unwilling to get on board with 2021, you know? You got people like that, a lot of old people like that. It makes you wonder what happens. People our age, younger, what happens in the future when there's like cyborgs that are humans that are part robot? And you got a guy and his, his daughter brings on the cyborg to Thanksgiving dinner one year. He just doesn't understand it. He just doesn't understand it at all. He has this prejudice towards the robots. Saying derogatory shit. Like your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> Johnny Father lied. Short circuit. That's a good movie. <laughs> Wonder if that still holds. I say it's a good movie, but I haven't seen it in years. I enjoyed it as a child. I did. Yeah, you could see it. You could see the prejudice towards the bots. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. Robots, they could, they could do it. Robot servers, that's how it starts. Robot servers, dancing dog type robots. Before you know it, just be robots walking around. <laughs> They'd be buying your next iPhone from a robot. Oh, it'll get crazy. Certainly could head that direction. So anyway, that's what I got for you for the open. Now we take our break. We take our break. I'm not going to do the sponsor drop. That shit got lame. I, I was doing that too much. <laughs> so obviously, as of now, no sponsors. But I would take some, depending. I would take a sponsor, you know, depending on what it was. A lot of comedy podcasts get like, uh, you know, I don't know, 
who's the, who's the company that makes the lawnmower, you know, the pubic hair trimmer, yeah. <laughs> the manscape. Is it manscape? <laughs> One of those things. I do that. I do that. Do, does uh, sour Skittles need some podcast promotion? I'd be down to, uh, you know, sponsor the shit out of some sour Skittles. Starburst. I'm down. Fruit roll-ups, I will sponsor the shit out of some fruit roll-ups, you know? <laughs> oh, man. I just really like them. I have nothing to do with fruit roll-ups. I'm pretty sure they're made for children. But they're so good. They're so good. The fruit roll-ups. Fruit by the foots are good, too. But uh, for my money, you got to go fruit roll-up. This is just, you, you unroll it, and then you roll it back up and eat it like that. So good. So good. Enough about fruit rolls. We take a break. We return to get into news, sports, and entertainment. That's right. we are back you know when i first was preparing for this show i was all excited to talk about this mini series that i had discovered and i thought it was new and then i discovered through my brother the taco cat i discovered it is in fact not new at all we saw it some years back when it first came out but I'm going to talk about it anyway. And that is the show Gunpowder miniseries. It's on HBO. And uh, Kit Harrington, also known as Jon Snow, one Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Well, he plays Robert Catsby, uh, who is the leader of this gunpowder treason plot. And that's what the show is about, is the gunpowder treason plot, which is something that actually happened. Um, November 5th, 1605, there's the chant, remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason that gunpowder, treason, should ever be forgot. I had a band called Gunpowder Treason. Treason, within a Z, treason instead of S. <laughs> and we chanted that at the end of our show. I say our show because we had one before we broke. But if you don't know about the gunpowder treason plot, it is very interesting. Look it up. It basically, in years of intolerance towards Catholics and Robert Catsby leads a group of rebels in an attempt to assassinate King James I. And the plan was to blow up the House of Lords during the state Senate opening on November 5th. And it's a really good story. So check it out. Check it out. 
obviously not American history, but it is good stuff nonetheless. And uh, yeah, I remember I had an old drummer that brought me that name. He was like, Gunpowder Treason. Here's the story behind it. And I fucking loved it. And then I said, we make, we take out the S and throw in the Z. And it's perfect. <laughs> Gunpowder Treason. I still write shit under that name. I just don't have, you know, such a good name. Anyway. Remember, remember the 5th of November. It was recently the 5th of November, which is probably why that came floating back around. But anyway, as I said, intolerance towards Catholics is kind of what that was sparked. The, the, the treasonous plot. And you speak of intolerance. And I had read this article recently about something that happened in North Korea. So apparently, North Korea will kill you over Squid Games. That's right. That uh, new popular show, another miniseries, much newer than, at least to my knowledge, than Go Powder Treat. That probably wouldn't and probably isn't either. It's probably new for <laughs> Anyway. Squid Games. I haven't seen that yet either, but it does look fun. See, I got all this shit I want to watch. But then I've got all this shit I still have to watch. I still have to get caught up on Mandalorian and, and His Dark Materials before those final seasons come out the, well I don't know if it's final season for the Mandalorian they, they're probably going to keep going but it's final season for his dark materials and then you got Wheel of Time just came out that looks amazing when I want to watch the Squid Games now the Gunpowder I, I feel like fuck me there's too much to watch I'm too busy there's too much I want to watch and I don't have enough time I just realized the poster is crooked I'm sorry that is totally terrible for just the audio listener peoples pod peoples the podcasts. <laughs> For those watching on video, uh, you might notice my mad chatter, mad hatter, I should say. That's the matter. Poster is a bit askew. I'll have to fix that. I would fix it right now, but uh, I don't think I'm going to. So <laughs> we move on. But I read this story, this article, and apparently a teenager and a group of people, they smuggled in a copy, some copies, whatever, of Squid Games, which is apparently banned in North Korea. And the main instigator in this situation, I guess the one that was mostly pinned on, he has been sentenced to death. So I hear some shit like that. I read some shit like that. Death over a show. Over a show. And I'm like, yeah, this, this, this shit, this is the reason why people have an issue with Americans, why they don't like some of us. A lot of why, I mean, this is, we claim a lack of freedom. It's fucking ignorant. I don't want to wear a mask or, or get a vaccine. That's against my rights. You're taking away my freedoms. Freedom 
talking about freedom. Do you really want to talk about freedom? Because death sentence over a, a Netflix show, that doesn't sound like much freedom. Should we talk about China, Russia? I mean, in China, just look at their internet, how restricted it is. That whole shit with Peng Shui happened, the tennis star who just disappeared and then all of a sudden is like, oh, no, I'm good. All after she made allegations of sexual misconduct towards a prominent figure in the Chinese government or former former prominent figure. There we go. Then you think about the Uyghurs. And if you don't know about them, you should. You should read up a lot. It's important in my mind. Feels like we have yet another genocide occurring. I don't know if it's partly because of, I mean, you gotta think. There's a reason certain things are cheap and that's because of China. Do, does America really wanna cut that off? You know, there's lots of, I guess you could say quote unquote business decisions when it comes to dealing with, with China. Not only that, but they're a bit scary, eh? It's a pretty big fucking place. Leader's a bit crazy. They're armed well. I mean, that's, they're a little bit scary. It sounds like they're committing, committing genocide against the Uyghurs, who are, they're mostly Muslim, but they live in Xinjiang, the uh, Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, I believe. They have their own language, a bit like Turkish. They've had a place and now they're essentially being condemned to what China describes as re-education camps. Right. Then you look at Russia. I mean, just speak out on Putin and see where you end up. See where you end up. And really people don't think about like, <laughs> Trump and his whole fake news thing and how that's not really that far, a far, far cry from Putin shit, which would make sense because they're all buddy, buddy, or were at one point. But Trump, like anything that was said bad about him, whether true or not, he labeled fake news. Terrible, terrible person. It's a terrible question, terrible questions, terrible, terrible questions. It, it's true. He got mad at Saturday Night Live. He did not like Baldwin impersonating him. I, I mean, they crack on every fucking president. That's part of their thing. They have someone that plays the president. Did you act like you didn't know that? Are you the one president, Mr. Trump, that you didn't believe should be? Like, he's such a fucking jackass. But that's the kind of stuff. Like, if there was a next step for Trump, 
as far as what he would be allowed to do, like SNL, they're in deep shit. Anybody who speaks out on them, deep shit. That would align an awful lot with Putin and how he runs things. And you can look up, just Google it. I, I had, well, a particular list that I found on Google, but then when I tried to go back to it, it just kept like reloading as I was trying to go down. It was just fucking up on me, I'll say. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can go yourself and just do that. I know I hate to use the whole, just Google it. But you can go and, I mean, there's tons of countries you look and just the shape there. I mean, not too long ago, we heard about Belarus, right? I mean, you look at the situations in Taiwan, Hong Kong. There's there's issues in many places with government. And while there's definitely some fucking issues here, you know, it could be much worse. You know, and I'm one of those who's very much like you know, there's some bullshit with this country, and there is, and there has been for a while. Despite that, it's still one of the better places to live. There's some fucked up places. So when I hear about freedom, it just feels like it. I mean, do you care about the voting laws in certain areas that are affecting? you know, certain people, mostly. Because if you care about democracy and freedom and all that, you should care about it for all. But so many of them don't. Those kind that stamp their feet for freedom. (sighs) It's frustrating. As is this COVID shit, man. It's never, and woman, it's never going to end, it feels in part because we can't get our shit together and get enough people vaccinated and wearing masks because the people just want to anti-science the shit out of everything. I thought of how it might relate to like, you know, you think about when you see a toothpaste commercial and it's like nine out of 10 dentists recommend this toothpaste. And you're like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Crest, crest. That shit's been around forever. Yeah. Use that when I was a kid. We used that for our teeth when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. And who's that one wacky dentist out of every 10? It's just got to go fucking, you know, completely off track. Oh, no, I'm going to back this one. He's some schleb for some, like, generic fucking crap toothpaste oh no actually that crest stuff will hurt you yeah yeah it's no good actually the crest toothpaste if i'm to be honest that that has tiny nanobots and in, in, in it they can track you see i mean It's, it's, it's there. I don't, 
most doctors, healthcare professionals, scientists will say, get the vaccines. You've been getting all the vaccines since you were a kid. And there's some people that are hesitant because it's new and all of this and blah, blah, blah. And it's listen to the consensus. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that what most people fucking want to go by the consensus? I still trust consensus. And if it's nine out of 10 scientists basically are saying, get the fucking vaccine, get the fucking vaccine. Same thing with climate change. It's like 97% of climate scientists say both the climate is changing, shit's in danger, and it's because of humans, all those things. Oh, excuse me, dropped my bait. Since I did, I might as well take a quick pop. So yeah, it, it just consensus, the majority. What are we doing here? People are gonna tout the very small percentage scientists or doctors that are like yeah no no, no, no. COVID's bullshit you don't need that vaccine okay okay <laughs> I just don't <laughs> uh, when it comes to anyway anyway however in good news in good news there is a, there's some light at the end of the tunnel you know a lot of bullshit still going on per use, per use. But we talk about it, rant about it, discuss it, and get through. Do our part, do what we can. But there is good news as well. The Ahmad Arbery killers found guilty. That's right. There is occasionally justice. Now, this one, to me, I would say, seemed pretty cut and dry. But you never know. You never know. Only one black dude in the jury. Zero when it came to the Rittenhouse trial. But at least, you know, in one case, justice was served. And that's good. I do, you know, I don't necessarily wish death upon people or, or bad things or anything like that. Um, but you got to pay for your crimes. You got to pay the consequences for your actions. And these dudes rode this black dude down and took him out. And they're paying the consequences now. There is occasionally justice, my friends. So we take another, a quick break. And then we come back for story time and my mad six. We'll be right back.
yes, we are back. We are back again to finish up the show. And we get into story time this week. Basically, I don't have like a story for you. I just, uh, I, you know, I've been kind of doing a combination of things lately. And uh, this one is just kind of basically my history of, of diverse friendships and just kind of, you know, how some of that, uh, it's just kind of maybe has led to what I believe, what I believe how I view things, what I fight for, et cetera. And I think it's important to understand that as I rant and rave about things on this show, maybe part of why. And I've mentioned things from time to time on previous episodes, but uh, this is just a little more depth because from a very young age, I had many a non-white friends. And I can remember did have a good friend when we lived at the townhouse when I was very young and he was a white kid, but that's also where I met one David Kim. He was Korean and um, his grandmother lived in the townhomes that we did. And um, we were both huge into basketball, college basketball, specifically the NBA. Um, used to trade basketball cards, used to play basketball. It was, uh, you know, it was our thing. And would always go over to his, his grandma's place. And, and um, obviously it was different there. And I was always so interested in that, you know, it smelled different. It looked different, felt different. You didn't wear your shoes inside or there, you know, there was just little things where it was just like, this is really cool. It's different. Like, hey, you know, I always was happy to be back where amongst my comfortability, but I always loved being at other friends' house in these diverse, these different places, these different settings. Um, through elementary school, middle school, I had many friends. I had two different, well, there was a Troy an Asian kid, I believe he was adopted. The parents were white, I think, but I think because he had a sister and I think the little girl was adopted too. She was just white girl, but I don't think she was theirs. I think they were both adopted, but I'm not entirely sure. But uh, Troy, I'm not exactly sure what type of Asian. I'm not sure even if that's how you say that. (laughs) Uh, Apologies if offense to anyone, but two Troys, one was him, but the other one I went to school with, and I remember, um, man, there were these twin girls, and they were kind of tall. And I liked one of them. Everybody liked at least one of them, right? They both liked Troy. <laughs> so, hey, whatever. Like, I, that was one of the big things I remember about him. But we were cool. I went to a birthday. He, I loved his house. I had been there a few times. went there for a couple of birthdays. So we were friends. We just weren't, he, we weren't super close. But I loved going to his house. Um, same thing. Just the differences, you know. And uh, plus he had an awesome backyard. But then I had some really good black friends. And this one dude. Robert Ross, I remember, was friends with in middle school, early middle school, like sixth grade. I think we were friends in elementary school too, maybe. But uh, 
we used to fuck around and do the funniest shit. Like we would always, he would always say, oh, he had a shaved head, right? And I would always go up and rub it and be like, oh, wabbit. (laughs) And then he would come at me and be, start rubbing my shoulder and be like, oh, lion. And I don't know why it was funny. That was our thing. Uh, we used to do that shit in the movie theater and just fuck with everybody. We also, um, he was apparently terrified of Jurassic Park. And I remember me, Robert, and I think it was our buddy Kevin, white dude, um, we're all crashing and we had Robert sit in a chair and then we started fucking tying him up in the chair and then we turned on Jurassic Park. <laughs> Oh, you probably would have had to be there, but it was funny. He was freaking out. Like you could probably just close your eyes, but I could still hear it. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. Robert Wallet Wallet Was. There's this dude Ferone. I he was fun to hang out with, and he actually, I believe it was on last week's pod, that or the week before. When I mentioned uh, history of thievery, <laughs> and I talked about trying to steal basketball jerseys, and uh, there was four of us. Two of us went in, and two of us, or we all went in, but two of us were going to take jerseys. We were going to get McDonald's, and then the other two were going to get jerseys. Well, me and Kevin were the two that were going to go second. Ferone and Hemingway, someone I'll talk about in a minute, they went first and they got busted. <laughs> but it was always really good with Ferone. He was one of my favorites. He had like one of those scratchy voices that I've always just found awesome. The like scratchy voice. And I was also quite jealous of him because there was a period of time where overalls were a big deal. And, uh, you know, I loved wearing mine either with one strap off or both straps off. And uh, Ferone always had his with just the one strap hanging off. And dude had these bad ass purple corduroy overalls. And I was so, oh, so fucking jealous of those motherfuckers. Oh my God. But yeah, then I had my friend, uh, Brian Pack. He was Asian as well. He was cool, dude. I did a lot of, we both discovered weed smoking around the same time. So we smoked a lot of weed together early in my weed smoking days. There was two of my best friends that I've ever had, Anu and Adrian. I spoke about them. They were uh, the ones I was involved in the candy store, the candy house, sorry, the candy house event. I spoke about that many episodes ago, early on when I first started the story time thing. But uh, basically there was a couple that owned a vending machine company and they often had product in their garage and we found out a good way of uh, getting in and getting some of said product. So maybe go back and listen episodes if you want more details on that. Otherwise, I'm sure I'll discuss it again at some point because I tend to recycle things accidentally around here. (laughs) But I knew an Adrian, I knew was an Indian. And if the name Anu sounds familiar, that's because there's an Apu from the Simpsons. And Anu looked very, the mole, down to the mole, I'm telling you, 
looked so goddamn similar. And it was crazy going to his house. His dad did not like him very much. Uh, and you can see why. Because I knew sometimes did some stupid shit. What time I tried to cut off his mole. I'm like, dude, like people are going to make fun of you now more than they did just for the mole. Now they're going to make fun of you because you tried to cut it off and you did like, it's, it's worse now than it was. It's worse now than it was anew. But he was fun. And then Adrian, half black, half Asian. I want to say Japanese, but I'm not entirely sure. And um, so that was an interesting household, right? But I did. his parents were school. His dad was a little scary. Big black dude. He was a little scary. But he's always nice to me, you know. He's just intimidating, I think it was. When you're a little, when you're a little kid, and probably more specifically a little white kid, you're like, damn, he's intimidating as shit. He's scary. But he's like I said, very nice to me. His mom was nice. And uh his brothers were a little scary too. <laughs> but he was the shit. Adrian, I loved him. He was the shit. And he had like a, a birthmark, and it was just like a patch on his face covered like part of his face over his that was just like darker skin than the rest and so of course we would always call each other like a poo and and two face and then <laughs> for adrian and they always called me a new or um uh, pinocchio a new and adrian always called me pinocchio because i have a long nose right long nose on the video they get a little bit of profile so they can see the long nose <laughs> But that was, uh, we had a lot of fun. We used to call ourselves Triple Trouble. And then high school came and, uh, you know, they went to different high school than me. <laughs> and uh, that, that was a bummer. But then met some cool dude that someone moved in next door, actually, a Chinese family. And um, it was a guy, his kid, and his mom. Kid's name was Hemingway, my age. Um, I remember we used to rock out to Metallica with like rakes and shit. And then eventually <clears throat> we were like, let's get actual instruments and be in a band. I wanted to play guitar. He wanted to play drums. We found out neither one of us were very good. So we just decided to switch. And man, I picked up drums right off the bat. It's like, that was something I've always appreciated was just the talent for drums. Okay, I'm telling you something. If there's one thing in life I'm really super good at, and this isn't to be cocky or confident or anything, like I feel pretty good about like my football knowledge when I talk fantasy football stuff. And, and you know, I feel pretty confident in, in stand-up material and, and the material for these podcasts and everything I do, I feel pretty good in, but uh, behind the drum kit, oh, oh I fear not at all. Uh, but yeah, so that was one of the smarter decisions of my life and probably Hemingway's because he went on to be a pretty good guitar player. I don't know if he kept up with it after we stopped hanging out, but uh, then there was my buddy Maya. Jeremiah, Mexican dude. And he became one of my best friends in the world. Best friends in the world. And then I ended up moving to Iowa. And um, 
you know, not quite as diverse and friendly. I felt, you know, it's the Midwest. It's a little bit different, but uh, developed some really good friendships with some black dudes. Um, There's this dude, his name was Alexis, but we all called him Alex or Al, Al. And uh, he was fun. He used to, we were big on playing video games for a period of time. But I also, at one point in time, had an issue drinking out at bars <laughs> go figure the alkies had issues drinking at bar but <laughs> so we basically turned my apartment into kind of a bar i bought a foosball table a dartboard a card tabletop full like a fold out things so you could fold it out on the table and play cards and uh, it was a blast it was a blast and he was always over there having fun uh always kicking some ass and holding and um, I'll remember from him specifically for a few things. One, he wanted to be a pilot. This is no joke. He was taking pilot classes and everything. I was super rooting for him. Lost touch with him. I hope that dream came true for him. I hope he became a pilot. Then he was huge in the Lord of the Rings. I'm big in the Lord of the Rings. Man, we used to have fun discussions on Lord of the Rings. And he would always want to borrow the books. Let me borrow that. Let me borrow that uh, Lord of the Rings. Let me borrow that fellowship. <laughs> sure. I loved it. I had another friend, Jordan, white dude, that always a uh, singer of a band I was in. He always wanted to borrow my Lord of the Rings books too. <laughs> Get that. Alex, good shit. I remember him mostly for, I went through a crazy period where me and a roommate I had, uh, we had a video camera and a taser and <laughs> we used to sit around and watch Jackass all the time and get really drunk and stoned. And uh, I decided, hey, let's make some of our own Jackass type videos. And we used a lot of the taser. And I remember one time in the apartment complex I was staying at, there was uh, this, I think it was a GMAC building, but it was some kind of building um, out next, it, it kind of, uh, maybe a hundred yards or so from the apartment building. And between the two, there's this little pond. And um, that night I had told a pregnant girl she couldn't smoke cigarettes in my house. And she said, uh, if you let me put the cigarette out on your ass, I will quit smoking, period. So I took one for the baby. You know, I took one for the team, try and help the baby out. Say, okay, if this really gets her to stop smoking cigarettes, we lipsticked a bullseye on my right ass cheek and she went to town <laughs> uh one of my brighter decisions but that night i also took off all my clothes and went and jumped naked in this pond cut my fucking foot open on the rock i'm like great this is gonna get infected so i get out the pond i'm naked i'm wet a little chilly you know so some shrinkage as well and my foot's cut and Alex, this motherfucker is standing right there. My clothes are gone. My clothes are gone and in place is Alex with the taser. No, I'm wet and naked. Please do not. And I got chased, zapped a couple of times. And this was an ordinary taser. We rigged an extra battery onto it. And it was just, yeah. And then there was my boy, Freddie. I love Freddie. And I used to love going to the club 
with Freddie. We would always dance together. Not as, not like together, together like that, but we'd always, you know, be hanging out in a crew, in a group. And uh, I actually met him because the girlfriend I had at the time, her best friend kind of, kind of chatted with, she was friends with him, but we, they would almost get together at times. It, it was weird. But Freddie was good shit. I love that dude. I wish I knew what he was up to. But uh, <laughs> we used to have fun dancing in the club. And, and disc golfing, that was another one. Alex liked disc golfing too. Um, but Freddie, I would always be like, and he started it. We'd see each other and he would just be like, my N-word. Only he, he'd say the real thing, not the N-word, right? So I'd come at him back, my N-word, saying the real thing, right? And it was one night at the club. I just thought this was okay. Like, I wasn't saying it in any offensive way, right? I was just using it in the same way he was using it. And I understood the difference. I understood you, you don't really say it that. And I understood the difference in how it can be said. So, you know, I looked at it as, okay, okay. One night at the club, I found out it was not okay. Because while Freddie didn't mind, some of the companions he brought did. <laughs> so I realized then, like, yeah, okay, I get it. Probably shouldn't use that regardless. But it's all good. It's all good. Everything is okay. Freddie was, uh, I miss him a lot. I mean, I, there's a lot of these people actually that I'm talking about, thinking about him. I'm missing a shit ton. There was when I lived in Waterloo, Iowa. I worked at a Red Lobster. There was the Bosnian crew there, Elvir and some of those guys. Uh, There's a Serbian too, Radislav. He was good shit. The dishwasher that worked there, I wish I, Ahmet. Ahmet, I think his name was. But he was so fucking awesome. So this was during my <laughs> drinking times, my drinking career. And uh, I there was a period of time where I opened the store like four days a week. And every morning that I opened, there was a period of time where the manager would be in the office doing paperwork and I would sneak up to the bar with a cup of Coke, half filled, cup is half filled with Coke. And I would dump a bunch of Jack Daniels in there. <laughs> and I got to a point where the dishwasher saw me one time and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, thumbs up. Okay, you go ahead. And from then on, he would stand guard for me at the little entrance to come out into the bar area to make sure I didn't get busted. Ahmed, what a cool dude. I liked him a lot. I liked him a lot. There was a good peoples that worked at that Red Lobster. There was also a dickhead manager named Marco, this fuck stick of a white. This guy, mm, mm, I won't get into it. Maybe some sometime I'm going to get into some of my restaurant stories. I'll have to do that. He can be involved in that. <laughs> but I, the point being is, I learned a lot about 
diversity and, and different cultures and just through that experience. Um, and yeah, I've had a lot of white friends throughout my life. And I've had a lot more friends. Uh, these are more of the close ones, but a lot more friends that were not white. And I found some of my best friends over time were in fact not other white dudes, no. So it's just, I learned to respect, respect and appreciate the differences. And it's unfortunate there's not more of that in the world because that could solve a lot of bullshit, right? I feel bad for those who didn't uh, have that type of upbringing to gain that kind of understanding of, and appreciation about diversity. But still, at some point, you're a grown up and you can learn. You can learn and not be ignorant, right? So that's what I got for story time, the history of my diverse friendships, that's right. And we'll move on to the Mad Six to close this out. And I had a few ways I felt I could have gone with this, but I decided to do some a little fun and go with the best Saturday Night Live presidential portrayals. That's right. Uh, now I got a little help through Google with this, obviously. But because I can't, I'm not a huge enough SNL fan to remember all you know the shit that I did see that didn't didn't see because obviously there's gonna be some ones that are gonna be awesome that I haven't seen. Watched a few clips and I think I've got a good list. So we begin with six, and you know six I always use is kind of like that uh, honorable mention type spot, and that's Alec Baldwin as Trump. While you know some holes in the game, right? Voice could have been better. Still. It pissed Trump off. This is what I talked about earlier. It pissed Trump off. <laughs> and, you know, it was really just, I think, the time and the reaction of the president is why it kind of holds some sway, right? <clears throat> Number five, Phil Hartman as Bill Clinton. This is very underrated. Um, just be, And also, I just love Phil Hartman. I just, you don't know how Phil Hartman looked him up. He was on SNL, and then he was on news radio with Joe Rogan. Fuck off, Joe Rogan. But, uh, and then he was doing this guest appearance part on Third Rock from the Sun, and they totally had to fucking switch up the story because it, it, he was in like a season finale, and then he was going to be in the season premiere, and he died during the off, during the break. Um, so, yes, that's a very, uh, although number five, a very honorable mention as well. Number four, Jay Farrow as uh, Barack Obama. Is uh, Barack Obama? <laughs> I can't do a fucking number. Um, but obviously, it's kind of missing the look of Obama, right? But the rest was pretty fucking good. From what I saw, the rest was pretty fucking good. Now, the last three, two are older, and one is just obvious to me. So, 
Number three, Chevy Chase is Gerald Ford. The reason this is funny is because Chevy Chase did did it just Chevy Chase. <laughs> he didn't try to be like, look like, act like, speak like the president in any fashion. And that's what made it great. It was just him. <laughs> so I got to give props to that one. Uh, same as the number two, Dana Carvey as George Sr. Because that's, and that'll probably be most people's number one, right? And it, it, it is, it, if you see this, it's legendary, legendary. It's hard not to laugh at that, at those skits. But Will Ferrell's over-the-top portrayal of George W. <laughs> in my personal opinion, in, in my rankings, I don't even care. That's number one. I don't even care. Now, I do got a little bit of a soft spot for Will Ferrell. I'm not someone who is, like, obsessed with all of his movies or I think they're the best things ever. But there's certain things that he's done that just fucking get me. And this is one of them. <laughs> he is fucking great. So I very much suggest people look up um, some, some videos. Go YouTube some stuff on the SNL Saturday Night Live presidential portrayals. You'll have to check some of those out. So, <clears throat> but yes, this is what I got. That's what I got for you. Man caps. All right. That's what I fucking got for you. That's a pretty good show. I said that's a pretty good show. That's some good stuff talking about, you know, not too, you know, negative, not too in in the stuff in down in the dumps. You know, we're just, you know, we had some good stuff going on I'm down in the dumps. I don't even know what that <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's been fun, Mad Caps. We're gonna get the hell out of here. So, so I hope all of you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we will chat again soon, right? That's right. That's fucking right. Chat again soon. Until then, until then, I hope you all stay well. And of course, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad.